0: Good evening, lovelies. Welcome to another episode of Coffee, Candy, and Creatives, the Sunday Cinema Show. My creatives, that's right, it's a twofer. My creatives tonight are writer, director, and star Michelle Elon and star Shayla Cook. They're here to talk about their new film. Maybe someday it deals with Michelle's character, Jay, who's kind of stuck. She's stuck in life. She's stuck in place. She's stuck in the Midwest. After suffering a massive breakup with her longtime lover, Jay decides to head west, move out to L.A., and give that old photography thing a try. But somewhere along the way, she decides to pop in on her old friend Jess. And, well, you have to watch the film to find out. You can go to cinequest.org to watch the film. This episode is brought to you by Be Unique Brevard, the Space Coast premiere magazine. You can head over to beunique.org and pick up your coffee today. Now, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage, cuddle up with your host pup, and enjoy the show. Well, hello, Michelle. Thanks for having yes. us. Everybody, I am here with writer, director, and star, Ms. Will. Also, Ms. Sheila Cook. We're here to talk about Maybe Someday. It's put forth as a dramedy, right? And I can see that. The, the story, we're not going to break the whole movie down like that, but we're going to talk synopsis. Your character, Jay, is in the midst of a set. Would it be fair to say you kind of go on a journey to kind of find yourself, or is it a healing
1: journey? I think it's both. I definitely think it's both. It's um, everything that comes with heartbreak, which includes healing and finding yourself. Um, The character of Jay hasn't been single since high school. And so in Jay's now in her early 40s. And so it's also finding who she is without this other person. Right. And I think a lot of people can relate to that.
0: You know, you marry your high school part or your college and I feel like a, not to get I feel like a lot of couples whether married or committed or whatnot they find themselves kind of like what like you said who am I what else would I do if I wasn't in this situation who's gonna who else is gonna love me slash put up with me right. it's a terrifying place to be it's a terrifying thing to go through
1: yeah yeah so in the movie Jay starts off on the east coast wanting to move out to LA saying I want to pursue this photography career and then she stops in the middle somewhere we don't say where exactly but in the midwest somewhere to stay with Shayla's character Jess uh which is uh, her high school best friend and they've since grown apart and mm-hmm. Jay used to secretly be in love with Jess and so that's kind of like where the story takes place is that Jess's house um delving into that present day relationship and flashing back to some flashbacks of their, when they were younger in high school, and also a new friendship that Jay forms with a gay guy um, called Tommy that helps Jay really kind of open up to help her move on for the next sort of leg of her journey. And that's another thing that uh, touches the audience is
0: that idea of that unrequited love, that crush that's not returned. But I think without, no, that might be a spoiler. We're not going to say it, but necessarily be unrequited is this somewhat based on true events or is this something that you you have
1: Oh. it's inspired by um, true events I mean I divorced my partner many years ago I moved from the east Coast to the west coast but everything that kind of happens in the middle is fabricated so oh, that okay. relationship is inspired by a real relationship um, unrequited love with a straight woman is inspired by a real relationship my friendship with Tommy in the movie that's inspired by a real relationship but the things that we do in the movie and the things that we say in the movie are all fabricated and they're fabricated in a way to also better serve the story. So for example, like my character Jay is stuck in her life and I wanted to focus on the immediate aftermath of coming out of that relationship. So I wanted to think about how can I portray being stuck? And so in this case, it was not only being physically stuck in the Midwest, as I mentioned, but also emotionally stuck. And Jay's not able to really cry on part of that sort of the denial and a numbness around those feelings. And so. That's a fabrication of the character to portray this feeling of stuckness that we can see visually on screen, versus in real life, you might feel a certain thing, but if someone's watching you, they're not gonna, they're not gonna get that right. So it's translating a lot of that to more visual language. And I think you're you're absolutely right. I think we people we can be
0: going through the the craziest, most depressing crap, and to people all around us, oh, she seemed fine, he seemed fine. I can't believe, yeah. And it's like you have no. You have no clue what's going on inside of people. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Taylor, you play the part of just the, the best friend from high school. How do you? Uh, well,
2: first, let me ask this. How did you come to the project? Well, I came to the project through other projects with Michelle. Um, oh. This is our third film together. And okay. she uh, gave me the honor of casting me in her second uh, part of the Butch Jamie series, Heterosexual Jill. Mm-hmm. And I, played Lola, and then I continued that role on in S and M. Sally, Lola is a very different person than Jess, so it was really nice and to have. And Jay is very different. I mean, there's definitely similarities. They come from Michelle, and you can see that. I, I know Michelle now for what we decided it was like ten years, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I I I can see where these characters come from from her. So the relationship dynamic is interesting for me because our characters always kind of have a tension, I realized. Um, Anyway, so when she came to me with Maybe Someday, I was really excited because it was such a different project. And also I was, of course, incredibly honored that she would come to me with this beautiful piece. And uh, yeah, so I came through it through a long relationship I already had, (laughs) which honestly is a wonderful way to come to a project. I love working with people over and over again and getting to de- develop an artistic repertoire with them. It's really lovely.
0: Oh, yeah, and I, I feel like for the filmmaker, for the director or the writer, how it works, who works. Well, that's great. You, you mentioned a couple of, of names of films that apparently I'm gonna, what did you say, S&M, Sally? I'm gonna have to go watch, I'll be right back.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, I don't know. Uh, Michelle
1: maybe you should tell you about her series <laughs> yeah so um it's a it's a lesbian comedy trilogy uh Butch Jamie's the first one that I did many years ago followed by heterosexual Jill and mm-hmm. S&M Sally and so the tone of those movies uh, is just like light and fun they all I call them satires. so they all kind of ta- tackle like either a satire and gender satire and sexuality a satire and relationships. so each installment has its own sort of uh, theme that I explore but at the end of the day they're They're all really fun comedies and very, very different than maybe someday and that's one thing that I was interested in doing this movie because I wanted to try something just completely different uh, and challenge myself because I, I felt, um, I don't want to say it felt routine but it kind of did especially because I was playing the same character for three different movies, and uh, you kind of, you kind of know like okay when I do this it's funny and this is you know, and so I was like, I want to do something completely different. And see how that goes. And so this was um, this was a, a great to you know bring on Shayla and my producer David Al who also worked on the projects with us and a couple of the crew people, and uh, to tackle on to ta- to tackle this new project because with maybe with the with the trilogy with the series,
0: it's like like you said lighthearted comedy you know funny satire, but also you're getting your message across. You're getting your you're getting that um, you know that. A message that's that's a word I want my brain tries to short circuit on me sometimes I apologize <laughs> <laughs> listen I've been trying to remember a word for like four days you know, and I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I, but this and this is definitely I wouldn't say it's dark but it is um it's serious it's dramatic mm-hmm. and the messages in this one are so important to the audience just like we were talking about at the beginning where we're People might think you're fine, and it's always good to have like a best friend like Jess that sees that you're not you're not fine, you're not doing okay, and and to to break through that wall of emotions or emotion that you're keeping you know trapped inside. Like you said, um, Michelle, you said you can't your character can't cry about the separation or the loss of this long term relationship. You're doing it in in a. entertaining way even though it's not like a you know ha 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 the whole time way but you're doing it in a way that's going to engross people and keep them engaged in the film and I think that's really cool.
1: Well, cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. I think of one of the um, challenging parts about telling this story for me is that it's really about a character who's stuck in her life. And it's really difficult because, you know, when you take a screenwriting class, it's all about make your character active, have your character make decisions. And so it's really hard to figure out how to tell a story that kind of breaks that rule and say, how can I tell the story who who's not able to take action, who, who's not ready to make decisions, right? And so... Um, and that's where I think the Tommy character kind of comes into play a little bit because he ends up being kind of like the active voice of the story and gets Jay a little bit unstuck to kind of open up and to actually do things. Um, so, yeah, it's, so it's a sort of a, a non-traditional approach that way, um, but I think works and, and Jay is definitely the protagonist of the story and in a lot of ways i think of tommy as like almost like the anti-hero of like i don't know if i believe in love and i've never been in love and i think it's naive to fall in love and jay of course is like almost constantly in love and so they have these sort of um, contrasting viewpoints
0: about that right and i mean i don't know what the percentages are but i would say a very high percentage of gay guys gay men like tommy they're not introverts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very, outgoing, very outspoken which is such so refreshing and so refreshing too you know because when you're in a place like you were saying um being stuck or being in your feelings as the kids say it's not good for you to have people around you that are like they're there it's okay mm. yes take the time you need but to have people surrounded you know surrounding you that are like oh you know what will be will be it'll all work out me you know that pet that not helpful but well-meaning things and to have someone come in and be like no 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 no, you are completely wrong what the way you're acting the way you're behaving no we're not doing that <laughs> and you're right talking about writing um your character being stuck you know what that again that's real life mm-hmm to watch a film or to watch a television series where they quickly bounce back after a breakup or a loss it's like
1: bullshit no that is not real life. Not yeah no for sure and that's one one of the reasons why I wanted to tell this story is to focus on that period of time that I think almost everyone can relate to coming out of a relationship but that is glossed over in movies and movies focus on the falling in love part and then if you break up you cry for like you know, a couple minutes in the movie and then you're already out there dating again, right? And I wanted to take a more realistic approach to that for sure. I mean, after a breakup, according to the
0: movie, I eat a tub of ice cream and then I'm out at the club the next night. Reality, (laughs) you're you're laying in bed under the covers with crippling anxiety about who's gonna love me.
2: Can I just say one thing about that too? One thing that really made me wanna do this project, besides I love working with Michelle and David and all those guys, is that I have been through some, like everybody else, heartbreaks and I was crippled, crippled and everything felt dead and numb. And I don't think I actually have ever seen that in a film before. I love that. It's not afraid to take time. It's not afraid to find quiet moments because those are really painful moments. And I feel like a lot of films that we are used to seeing breakups on want to fill all the space with ice cream montages or like, like all that, you know, like the bathrobe and the, and the Mm -hmm. tub montages. And I think the truth of it is not that, I mean, that's a, maybe a small bit for most people, but it is, how do you go on with this pain that feels like your heart literally has been broken into pieces and grated (laughs) over, you know, onions. I I don't know. I just, I love that about this film.
0: Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. Because physical, just what you said, that physical pain where your your chest and your body actually hurts. Mm-hmm. Or you see yelling and crying and sometimes like you are sitting there just so overwhelmed, just so knocked senseless from it.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm a big fan, Michelle, you know this. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs>
1: that's sweet that's of you. And I, I'm, glad that that, I'm glad that that really works for people because especially coming from comedy, one of my fears really of approaching this movie is I don't want to bore people and I want it to be, I want to give it space and I want to let it breathe, but I don't want it to drag. And that's, that's really hard, especially because as I said, it's about a character who's stuck. And so I'm glad that it's really, um, you know, resonating with people and people can identify with it, you know?
0: Well, the thing is about A, it doesn't necessarily have to be, what is it, kinetic energy,
1: it's potential,
0: it's building up. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's not out yet, right? April 5th? It's coming um, out April 1st through 17th uh, on CineQuest's virtual film festival that they're calling Cinejoy, and it's going to be streaming worldwide for that period of time. And then CineQuest is going to do an in-person event in San Jose in August. Uh, and then we're in the process of lining up other film festivals between now and then. But for now, that's the main thing that we're gearing up for is uh, those couple of weeks at CineQuest online.
0: Okay, so it it's going to be on the festival circuit, but people can still, I saw that you can
1: buy tickets to watch it. Yes, because, the, because you can buy tickets to CineQuest uh, worldwide online to watch it between the first and the seventeenth of April. After that you're out of luck. No. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much well hopefully it'll come to your town. And also a lot of festivals are doing hybrid festivals. So I think there will be other festivals coming up that will have it available online. We just
0: And do you plan to do it do it on demand? a little bit down the road here.
1: Yeah, I, I wanna do uh, probably about a year, depending on how it goes, probably about a year on the festival circuit. It's a great way for a small indie film like this, obviously to raise awareness, get some press, a word of mouth, and then um, and then release on VOD and that kind of stuff. I don't know if we'll do like a DVD release, but definitely a VOD release online.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's really smart because you're gonna do, festivals and people are going to be talking about it and they're going to be like where where can I where can I see it where can I have it where can I you know yeah. and be like oh by the way here's you know 19 platforms that you can purchase
1: it or rent it on and they'll be like ah. so <laughs> <laughs> right but it's hard because a lot of festivals don't want to program it when it is available on VOD which is why we hold it back but because we're doing a lot of festivals are doing the hybrid online it's kind of nice because then people see it sooner rather than having to wait till it comes either to their city or out on wide release. So it's kind of nice. This is the first time I've ever premiered something online like this. And so it's kind of nice. Cause I, you know, we just released the trailer a couple weeks ago and they see it and they're like, where can I see it? And we're like, here you go. And in the past they've always had to wait like a year and a half to see it, so. So what is up next? Miss Shayla, what is up next with you? Oh, I had a
2: feeling this question was coming. <laughs> um, <Or not. laughs> well, I am. Um, I have a young child. And so because of the pandemic, I have stayed kind of away from my life. I used to be very actively involved in the theater community in Los Angeles and uh, love indie film. So kind of everything just kind of shut down. I had stuff lined up for 2020 and it just went away. Um, and I have been kind of hanging in my little cave figuring things out. So I've started writing. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I have something and I think I want to start getting, I would love to start shooting something by the end of this year. I, as an, I am an actor, that's where I started, but I also have a background in producing and part of me really wants to direct. Doesn't every actor want to direct? (laughs) (laughs) So um, yeah, I want to, I want to pick up this and start mo- going forward with it. So that's my plan. Um, I don't have any, you know, I'm not in a TV show coming out or anything yet. But who knows? It's uh, in 2022, you know, I'm starting to come out and I'm, hello, I'm here. <laughs> this is Coffee and Creatives. And that sounds incredibly
0: creative. You're a beautiful project, a new baby, so to speak. And absolutely understand that having a small child with this it's been hell, honestly. God, cabin mm-hmm. fever is just about. I almost lost my mind. As you know, you can't get out to do this. You can't get out to do that. And I'm not a social person, anyways. But the fact that you know you couldn't really even go to the mall and walk around
2: without being worried. Let's get out a little bit. try to see what you come up with. I'm I'm excited by it. We'll see if it becomes anything. Um, I. I have to say, one of the only people I actually saw during the pandemic was Michelle, and that was July of last year? Wow. I think so, yeah. So, yeah, and we live a mile from each other. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see you Saturday, though, right?
1: Yes, yes. We're having a little <laughs> celebration with the cast to, for the premiere. Since we won't have an in-person premiere, we're trying to celebrate a little bit.
0: Oh, my God. Can I zoom in? That sounds like a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: Ms. Michelle, what is up next for you? Um, so I'm embarking on a docu series uh, called Queering the Binary. It's about non-binary identities and experiences, <laughs> and I'm doing that with my partner Hayden Harris. And Hayden has a background in research, and I have, of course, a filmmaking background. So we're kind of combining that. So we. Did a survey of 20 over 2500 non-binary people around the world asking them about their various experiences and things like that and Hayden is in the process of analyzing that data to incorporate into the docu-series and to kind of give us um to kind of clue us in on like maybe some topics that we want to focus on that might be some sort of overlap of course we want to highlight diversity but there's also I think a lot of overlap and yeah so I uh we're planning to shoot that later this year and I'll be hopefully traveling with the film on the festival circuit as well so uh, you're gonna be busy <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully yeah i'm, I'm ex- ready to travel i'm excited to do it so uh yeah that's awesome well for everybody listening head to is it cinequest yes yeah, cinequest.org um and you can get tickets there we're also gonna do a live q a with myself and my producer and the cast on april 10th and if you go to screening parties on CineQuest website, you'll see it there. And uh, follow us on social media to kind of keep updated about where the movie's going next. Uh, our handles are maybe someday film on Facebook and Instagram, and maybe someday Jay on Twitter. Jay, the letter J or J A Y? Uh, J A Y.
0: Awesome. Everybody check them out on social media. Head over to cinequest.org. Buy your tickets.
1: It's a great film. Thank you. It, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Excited to share it with everybody.
0: It ticks off a lot of my uh, personal boxes. Kudos <laughs> 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 uh, to you guys. And, uh, I'm going to follow you on all social media. So prepare to be stalked.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. It's great chatting with you.
0: Nice to meet uh, you. Bye, Shayla. Bye. bye Michelle bye bye thank you guys so much for listening I hope you enjoyed this creative conversation be sure to follow me on social media I am Pup Duffy basically everywhere you can follow the show on Facebook it's Coffee Candy and Creatives head over to beunique.org like follow and support my beautiful humans over there be sure to check out my sponsor and for your own sponsorship or interview opportunities please email me at pup4ccc at gmail.com if you like the music you're hearing Head on over to RaleighKeegan.com and do yourself a favor and buy this album. You can download it or you can have a physical CD. You can also keep up to date on tour dates and future releases. As always, take care of each other, love each other, watch each other's back, and I'll see you next time.